Oh, I just had a salad, and that was such a poor choice before uh, a sound-based podcast. No, it's my... Oh. <laughs> God, I don't even think of my teeth. <laughs> you have a salad? You have a Mediterranean bowl. Have you had... Have you been... Do you go to the 99? Yeah. Steven is like... I'm, I love the 99. <laughs> it's in their birthday club. Are you really? I'm part of their rewards. Oh, okay. we go there so often. I like their Mediterranean bowls. That's yes, what we that's, had. Yeah. Yeah. That's the salad she had. There's a salad with it. I ate the lettuce. Yeah, the lettuce. I get those chicken. There yeah. was so the then, chickpea so, salad. So in your rules, a burger is also a salad because it has lettuce on it? If it has to be. I'm not opposed to that. Lettuce, tomatoes. Right? Yeah. Vegetables. Yeah. Cheese. I put cheese on my salad. If salads. you get a taco salad, they have meat on it. You know what? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Cut it up. It's a salad. Taco salad. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of MQA Sunday with Margo and Stephen. Today's episode, we're diving into John chapter 18, verses 33b to 37. Joining us at our kitchen table is our returning guest, Shane. So take a seat at our kitchen table and join the conversation. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Mary Queen of the Apostles, MQOA Sunday, uh, which is our, I think he already said this, our weekly kitchen table conversation about the Sunday Gospels. We love to have guests here at the table with us, even though we brought you nothing. We have no swag for you, nothing to drink. It's okay. You'll just have to, I don't know, you'll just have to muddle through some muddle through. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. A little pre-Christmas <laughs> yeah. reference there. Uh, Shane, though, has been here before. Mm-hmm. Um so Shane totally knows the drill, but viewer, listener, if you don't, we're using our beta group process, which is our small group kind of curriculum for our parish here at MQOA in Salem. And you too can use this curriculum. You can download it. You can follow along online, or you can just do what you do and listen to us walk our way through it. Mm-hmm. We always start with an icebreaker. And today's icebreaker questions are... Um, your name. We already said your name. You don't have to. You can skip that part. What your New Year's resolution was this year, and how that's going so far. I know, I know. Uh, it's not going well because I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember mine at all. Really? <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I know? I said something, and okay, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a bad sign. It could that's... be like just go outside compared to 2020 <laughs> was yeah. it oh, i mean i don't know i don't remember but like it could have been like mine would have been like go to a restaurant <laughs> right <laughs> Without a mask try on. not to die yeah yeah, yeah. what make do- it to 22 two so far oh fingers crossed do you usually make a new year's no. resolution you don't no i'm not a big fan of this whole new year thing because oh. like every day is a new day so oh, Stephen, that's beautiful thanks um so i always make fun of people being like new moon new me <laughs> <laughs> like just change your life tomorrow doesn't have to, you don't have to wait but i normally start a weight then loss again yeah <laughs> program in january On the, other the sales hand. is just so good yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you usually make a new year's resolution no not really if okay. i'm honest no i might think about it and then i'm like mm. <laughs> it's february yeah. 1st Forget this. But yeah. have you ever had like a really successful New Year's, like life-changing New Year's resolution? No. <laughs> I've had a successful Lent. Okay. I was thinking the same yeah. thing. Like Lent I've done pretty Lent, good. Lent I can yeah. do. Yes. That's, easy. Which is That's weird 40 because, days, right? Yeah. I guess the, it's the the thought of oh, doing this for 365 days. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's daunting. Yeah. But. My New Year's resolution this year was to two things. To drop my shoulders and to breathe through my nose more. Oh, that's trending. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. A lot of things on TikTok about taping your mouth. Yes. Yeah. Someone gave me a book last year. Uh-huh. I think it was called Breathe. And it recommended that and talked about how bad it is to be a mouth breather, which I am. Mm. I remember this now. But (laughs) yes, I was working so hard at it. It really just made me crazy, though. Why is it so bad? Uh, Don't get me started. I'm just kidding. (laughs) 
No, I, I think we're supposed to have been breathing through our nose mm. all the time, like in throughout like evolution, and oh. we got out of. I don't know. We have Did more teeth than we're supposed to, and no, there is like health benefits to breathing. Know, right, right, right. But the society was like don't no it's not no. Like one of those studies that like wine is good for your part and then two <laughs> months later wine is not no okay no i don't think anyone ever recommended mouth breathing <laughs> we just like, just did it it just kind of happened okay right yeah. so what my it's also an insult to call someone a mouth breather do you know that no i i think so yeah my <laughs> when i first got married my husband said to me do you always breathe through your mouth and i said are you calling me a mouth breather and he was like i don't know is that a bad thing? this must have been a main central like, thing it's not <sighs> i did have a friend that was like can you stop breathing you're breathing too loud and i was like this conversation that happened yeah no i'm this is i'm racing that's too much to ask yeah stop breathing like, get away from me even, if you can hear me breathing even of your best friends you're too close there you go okay well this is going really like we are so focused yeah. today i think this is going to be great and today we're talking about the solemnity of our lord jesus christ king of the universe what does that s word mean solemnity yeah it's like a special day oh, okay. it's an, a solemn occasion gotcha um, but it's sort of the other word it's basically a feast day feast okay yeah summer feasts summer solemnities but basically we know them as feast days okay and we know this one more casually as Christ the King Sunday. And this is the hinge between our old liturgical year and our new liturgical year. So we're going from B to C. Mm -hmm. We're switching our focus in the Gospels from Mark to Luke. And this week, we kind of make the transition. With John. With John. Okay. Because why not? Get the whole crowd in there. Mm -hmm. All the Beatles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but next week, I will be wishing you all a Happy New Year because it'll be the first the Sunday of Advent. New year. Yeah. Oh, brand okay. new. Brand new church year. Yeah. So get ready. See. Hold on to your party hats. Yeah. Right? Oh, boy, I am whoo, today. That salad. Super. <laughs> so I'm full of like protein and nutrients. I'm ready to ramble. But Let's follow the actual plan for MQI okay. Sunday. And we're going to read through the gospel twice. Do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. Okay. So Shane's going to read the gospel first. We'll take a beat, catch our breath. We'll breathe through our noses. We'll drop our shoulders. And we'll uh, ask God to point out something special to us in that reading. And then I'll read it the second time through. And then we're off to the races. Ready? Yes. A reading from the gospel of John. Pilate said to Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this on your own, or have others told you about me? Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom does not belong to this world. If my kingdom did belong to this world, my attendants would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not here. So Pilate said to him, then you are a king, Jesus answered. You say I am a king, for this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Okay, take a minute, kind of breathe in that, those words. See if God has something specific God wants you to notice. I'll read it again. Pilate said to Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this on your own, or have others told you about me? Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom does not belong to this world. If my kingdom did belong to this world, my attendants would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not here. So Pilate said to him, Then you are a king? Jesus answered, You say I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who, 
belongs to the truth, listens to my voice. Hmm. Hmm. All right. What springs out at you from this week's gospel? Anything in particular? the last line everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice oh i like that one a lot what do you think that what's what does that say to you if it's just his truth if you if you're living a truth and it shows how you treat others and how you live your life then you're listening to his voice mm. instead of i think um people who think they're living the voice but they're really not listening to him mm -hmm. to jesus or you know the gospel they're they, you know, put forth a false face. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, and, yeah. but I just think if you're really listening to his voice and it shows and it's like the truth. Yeah. You can't help but live it. Right. Right. Yeah. What do you think the truth, like when he says the truth, what do you think he means? I think for, for me, I just think it's, I always, it's just, following your heart, mm. you know, and being, trying to be kind to others, helping others, um, and, you know, just trying to live your life in a good way. Yeah. I, I think that just, that just kind of helps just, that's kind of a truth. If you follow that, mm -hmm. a lot of things go really well. Yeah. When you divert from that, because you let other things, that's when things always get chaotic and I yeah, I totally agree. What do you think when you think he says when he says the truth? What do you does that make you think? I'm of? guessing his teachings, mm -hmm. like because he's has spoken a lot at this point. So yeah. I think everything that every question that he answered with the story or anything like he is the truth. What he has spoken, so which is mm -hmm. more of an ad like adding on to the Jewish faith, right? Right. You, know? you remind me. He does say, "I am the way and the truth." Right. Right. I didn't even think of that. But I had questions of like, how do they know Jesus said that? Like, did they interview Pilate? Or uh, is this done in the crowd? <laughs> in his exit interview? Yeah. This was, uh, so I'm guessing that there were maybe people in the room. Gotcha. That's my, that's a total guess. Okay. I don't think we have any kind of evidence about mm -hmm. how this works. But that's more realistic. Right. But that this story, or even maybe Pilate afterwards was told to his wife and she told her sister. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that's how kind of the story okay. got out. But I love that question because it is like, well, yeah. you know, some of, I think what one thing we've learned about Mark is that he writes things in a particular slant, yeah. right? He's trying to teach a particular thing. Mm. So it's that's a good sign that you're thinking critically about scripture. But what does John does do? Because this is John. John, I haven't really studied John. It's not a John I here. Just, I'm, no, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just imagining like like this could just be done in the public. Right, right. And just so everyone heard. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. But yeah. it's just interesting because it's first of all, I'm not ready for Easter. <laughs> right. So, it's, so I was not mentally prepared for this. Ah, reading that is see that leads to a great question like oh. why would the church choose this yeah. reading right now do you yeah, have an it, idea it always confused me like yeah. you're like about to go into advent like, this really go. happy time yeah. <laughs> like you always you get this oh yeah yeah you sacrifice <laughs> but yep. the gospels have been leading up to yeah but I, so i guess they just skip over i didn't pay attention too much to today's <laughs> gospel <laughs> oh no today the ending of ending of the wor world uh -huh. yeah. yes yeah. So they skip totally over his crucifixion because why would you dive into that if it's not the season? Right. Mm. So, so, oh, this is such, I'm so ooh. glad we're talking about this. Wow. So Advent in the kind of real world, I don't want to say real world, like outside of the church world is like a happy pre-Christmassy time, right? Yeah. In Advent in the church, they actually kind of get dark. Mm -hmm. Like it echoes the season changing, right? And There's the readings start to be darker and talk about the end times and talk about, you know, the need for a savior. Gotcha. So that on Christmas morning, bam, bam. the light is back. Yeah. Right. So actually Advent, even though it's waiting, that's what the word Advent, the sort of waiting on something. Mm -hmm. Advent in the church and in the readings starts to talk about death. So it really <laughs> kind of the liturgical year kind of cycles through our life mm -hmm. too. 
with new birth at Christmas time, resurrection, and then preparing again for, for rebirth mm. and that sort of cycle. So you'll start to see, I think, although I haven't gone ahead yet, that the Advent readings start to get a little bit darker, darker, darker. Okay. I don't remember what song it is, but there's an actual song that we've always done for Advent that like is the same song that we do during Lent. Or it's mm-hmm. different words, wow. but the the melody oh. is the same. As oh, I kind of is it that. what child is this? Because I feel like that is a very haunting. That does, but no, it's just a, it's not a Christmas carol. It's okay. like one of the uh, I don't know what non Christmas carol song. Yeah. I don't know if you remember <laughs> it, but because it was always like, why are we singing? It's so like it's in the minor key. Yeah, mm. yeah, mm. I kind of like it. You know, I like that. This is where like church world and secular world are very different because right now in the world, we haven't even done Thanksgiving and it is Christmas. Right. Right. Christmas Mm. has become like three months long. Mm. And I do kind of appreciate that in the church world, they're like, you know what? Let's slow down. Mm. Let's Mm. just scale back a little bit. Let's simplify. Let's like notice that things are darker. Because in noticing that, we'll really appreciate the light that comes at Christmas time. And I do love that it really connects to the seasons, like the natural seasons in that way. Because, so am I right in saying that like this Advent and Christmas is to remind us of a second coming mm-hmm. while Easter is more about he saved us since. Yeah. Sense. Okay. Yeah. So it that makes sense for it to be dark because... Right, because yeah. we need the light, right? Mm. In Advent, we say, come, 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 Savior of the world. We do the, the Advent, the antiphons. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Right. We're, we're saying, come, come back. Interesting. Oh, cool. Yeah. It'd be interesting to dive into it. Yeah. You know, we should do that. We should do like a Sunday thing. We'll... About the Gospels? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Around like That's it. an island? <laughs> Or like a kitchen table. Yeah. Oh, this is exciting. I love this. But um, the Feast of Christ the King. I wonder if the word king or kingdom, what does that mean for you in real life? In your real life? Nothing? I think for for me, king, it's not, uh, I just feel like kingdom is not for us right now. Mm. It'd be like a CEO. Okay. You know, we just can't. Re- I just feel like now it can't relate to it. Yeah. As much as they did back then. Because why? Like, what is the image that pops to your mind when you think of? Oh, King? I think like um, olden times. Yeah. <laughs> like the okay. Iron Age. Yeah. <laughs> I, I okay. was like J.R. Tolkien, like those yeah. kind yes. of like right. Mal- kingdom. Yeah. Python. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, Python. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what it would be relate now. Mm. Like who has power over us? But mm-hmm. um, oh. Okay, so you're. I think you're saying a king is someone who has power over, yeah, his people, Land right? And people, yeah, yeah. So I don't. I don't think he's a king in that way. Ooh, this might be on the cutting room floor, but like, <laughs> go on. He doesn't have power over people, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he doesn't own land. Like he doesn't have land. Yeah. I think it's. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know. I don't like in my head like ever think King Jesus. Like I right. never have that. Those two words never really come together in Me my neither. thought process when i think of jesus yeah. right because for when you think of king what do you think of king arthur yeah, <laughs> yeah. i don't know yeah, and, and most, <laughs> like a ruler and probably yeah. like bad kings yeah rather mm-hmm. than a good king henry the yeah know? right right <laughs> right well i i think you're really onto something here <laughs> <laughs> well, well on the flip side though thinking mary is the queen like that seems True. natural totally does it? natural yes. it does it yes. does it ha- there's no i don't have it's like yeah of course the queen mary yeah, yeah. why do you think that is why are we Sexism. cooler with queens <laughs> we're all sexist <laughs> could be that queen elizabeth's been a queen like our whole lives right. there's that and prominent queen and you right. know through all our lives yeah so but not so much like an uh, iron-fisted ruler no, right she's yeah. sort of a benevolent yeah. sort of figurehead kind mm. of thing and also too it's a it's a human it's us trying to relate to god oh that's mm. true yeah so like jesus for me is just jesus and mary even though it's queen I, she's just married too mm. right yeah she's, she's one of us yeah. yeah yeah okay so let's talk about this feast yeah king of the universe <laughs> the catholics really love their 
big grand things. You honestly, you don't know how right you are. <laughs> so the Feast of Christ the King is brand new in oh. church terms. Well, it started in what 1925. Pope? Oh, okay. yeah. Pope Pius XI. And I'm going to basically read you this sort of this Twitter thread from Diana Butler Bass, who's a Protestant theologian. Mm-hmm. And she tweeted this on Christ the King Sunday in 2018. And it just, I can't get it out of my head. Every time now, and this will happen to you, I hope, mm-hmm. every time I hear the idea of Christ the King, I think, hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting. So she says liturgical churches, so the Catholic Church, the Catholic Church started this feast and then other liturgical churches have picked it up, calling it the Feast of Christ the King. Uh, instituted by Pope Pius the Eleventh. Does anyone know like what his deal with? Anything about him? So he was the Pope when the Nazis rose to power. Oh. Oh okay. So gives you a little clue there. And Diana says, and this is true, Christ the King was largely a political idea. Mm. Worried about the political isms of the 20th century, communism, socialism, nationalism, Pius set out this holy day to counter those ideologies. Christ the King was over all worldly political systems. Jesus has dominion over them all. Pius was also... in a continuing tension with the kingdom of Italy about Vatican political power Mm. at the time and geographical authority that began in the 1870s. So this was proclaimed in 1925. The political argument between the Vatican and Italy was resolved in 1929. So he was having some political issues Mm -hmm. with the kingdom of Italy Mm -hmm. and with the world at large, sort of all those isms. So, she says, Diana Butler Bass <laughs> says, well, the historical point is a good one, that the dominions of the world are subject to God. It can easily be misused. And the whole business, she says, hinges on what kind of king you think Christ is. So, and she says, frankly, Christians have screwed this up for a very long time. <laughs> so again, a little side step, okay. history step. Originally, the title Lord and Savior, maybe you've heard this before, was used for Caesar. Ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. Of the salad dressing. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> it wasn't a Christian idea at all. It was an imperial title, Lord and Savior. When Christians stole it, she says, they intended to subvert it. So Caesar may be the imperial king. But Jesus was a king of humility and love, which is what you're saying. Okay. Jesus's kingship wouldn't be over anything. He would be among us, within us, with us. Not a throne, but a table. Kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all coming together today. She said the early church actually fought over this. Should the Lord's Supper be celebrated like an imperial banquet or a communal meal? Should churches be moderated, be modeled after an imperial basilica or in the round? It's a battle we're still fighting today. Yeah. <laughs> it seems pretty clear that the Bible, Jesus' own teaching, is about a sort of ironic kinship, kingship. Jesus is a king who undoes the idea of kings. Jesus reserves everything, taking down the, the idea of hierarchical rule forever. So Jesus has Lordship is king, but doesn't use that power in the way that a usual king would use it. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the brokenhearted. These are the words of Christ the king, right? She says, did you know that the word blessed was, in Jesus' day, a word that was reserved for the rich? Oh, The 1%. Yeah. So the blessed were those on top. But Jesus said, no. The blessed are the ones at the bottom. So Jesus preached a kingdom that looked more like a table, mm. more like a community, more round. Mm. She said, of course, I know it's just too long. Am I still, are you still no. with me? Yeah. She said, Jesus's vision is, of course, against the isms of the 20th century. So in a sense, Pius was correct. But Jesus also decried over and under. 
He taught that all hierarchies would be taken down in the age to come slash the kingdom of God. He did not set a new hierarchy in which he would replace Caesar, a new pyramid with him as the top guy. He envisioned a remade world, a community established in abundance, a table set in the wilderness, a world free of debt, where all find a seat and are fed. Jesus teaches the arrival of God's endless Sabbath, an eternal jubilee, the time when the age to come has come and is dwelling among us. Emmanuel, God with us. It is way seriously more radical than crowning Jesus as Caesar and putting him on a throne. So I just want to get to this really, this piece is what really stuck with me. She said, it's very clear that the first Christians understood this whole imperial kingship dominion over thing was about subversion. They got the inside joke. It was like a big middle finger to all the kings, all the Caesars, even churches that would make Jesus Caesar were doing it wrong. Mm. They got it. She says, if your church teaches Jesus as Caesar, you should run. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. If your churches, church teaches that Jesus ends the possibility of all Caesars forever, even himself as Caesar, listen well and learn. So, wow. Yeah, right? What do you think? Well, I do love the history. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of moments that you were like, oh. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting because I, I do feel that the, there are some churches that are like, he is the king and. Mm -hmm. He's going to take over everything. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm glad that we're not a church like that. Yeah. Um, I'm just, this this whole process is just finding out and um, that Christianity is, is different than what I was taught. Tell me more. Uh, <laughs> like, I just don't remember the whole, like, taking care of other people. <laughs> so... <laughs> so important no it was all about <laughs> sacraments and it was all about knowing your prayers and yeah like it was all like me and god yeah not god within all of us interesting mm. so it's just crazy so yeah. this is it's a kind of like an all, all new thing right also best kept secret questioning my last 10 years of ministry <laughs> <laughs> but so i'm glad i'm it, it's it's interesting and and that like he, he has the power. So he, what he's saying is he has the power of a king, but he won't. He doesn't use it. Basic. Well, yeah. Or he's a king of of kindness and love. Rules in a right in a right. completely upside down way. <laughs> what do you think, Shane? Yeah. I think it's kind of neat, but <laughs> I just also it must have been like you kind of understand why like some of the apostles like struggled with some of the things he said because they probably really really wanted someone that was going to take over like yeah. a right. traditional king yeah. yeah and why wouldn't they right this is you know That's they were I'm... oppressed yeah they, they were, were suppressed, oppressed yeah. like and you can understand why they're always like really come on you yeah. got the power yeah, use yeah, it right exactly wield right. it you know right because yeah that's what you're used to and yeah. That might be the human side. Yeah. Right. You know, it's yeah. like, you got it. Use it. Right. <laughs> well, we've talked about this a lot here on this podcast about um, agreeing or disagreeing with the way God uses God's power. Right. Mm. And how our expectations of how a, how a Messiah or how a savior or how a king is supposed to work mm. often don't match up mm. with what Jesus taught us about those things. It's true. Oh, it's a mind bender, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I think about this a little, maybe the reason it stuck with me so much is because I go to a lot of baptisms mm. and there's this threefold anointing halfway kind of through the baptismal rite where, uh, I thought I had the words to it, but in the, in the rite, they say you're, I baptize you as Jesus was baptized, priest, prophet, and king. Mm -hmm. Father Murray always talks about what each of those mean. Yeah, he does. But I always think, oh, maybe those are, I don't know. I get confused. I mix up priest 
and king. Because if I'm looking at Jesus's example, both of those are really servants, mm. right? <laughs> and you can say like, oh, a king is someone who has power or a king is someone who leads. Mm-hmm. But Jesus as king mm. is someone who washes feet. Right. 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 It's completely upside down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, that's our first chance to say that to someone. Of course, they're generally babies. Yeah. <laughs> they're not taking that in. But I love that it's in the right. Mm-hmm. It says you are like Jesus. You're meant to live just because of what happened here. Mm-hmm. You're meant to live your life a whole different way. Mm-hmm. Mm. I do love that. Yeah. I remember how you said like you're a CCD survivor. <laughs> <laughs> and i mean i taught ccd for 10 years but Mm -hmm. i think when i actually liked ccd it was like when that you had to learn your prayers it was very actually had a lot of anxiety for me yeah because i had uh, i have learned disability so memorizing things is not my thing so i'd I'd always be like this is it i'm all done i'm not i can't do (laughs) this i'm a terrible catholic (laughs) yeah (laughs) but when I remember in middle school, it kind of changed to like an alpha form. Mm-hmm. We didn't have books. We weren't at desks. We were like just sitting in a circle. Yeah. And that's when I really started liking my faith. Yeah. And that's what carried me to go on in high school to do youth group. Mm-hmm. But like if it stayed the same, I don't know if I would <laughs> stick shame. with it, you know, because yeah. I would have just been like, oh, God, it's too much anxiety. Same. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like, forget it. Absolutely true for me, too. I can't live up to these standards. Yeah. Oh, gosh. We could go forever about this. But we should take a break, shouldn't we? Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll come right back. Hey there, this is Margo Morin, your pastoral associate. And I'm Simon Antonio, the director of family engagement. We're here from Mary Queen of the Apostles to invite you to try Alpha. Alpha is a series of conversations around the core concepts of Christian faith and the big questions in life. And it's perfect for you, no matter where you are on your faith journey, even if you haven't started on a faith journey. Uh, We feed you, we give you um, great people to meet and a chance to ask your questions about faith and life with people who will not judge you or even necessarily answer your questions. And you can find out when our next series starts on our website at mqoa.org slash alpha. We'll see you there. And we're back. We're back. <laughs> Thanks for waiting uh, for like 45 minutes while we did that yeah. thing that we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, I'm trying to create mystery for, yeah. for our viewers and our yeah. listeners. Uh, okay. So I'm wondering, here we are talking about like, the, well, you know, before we even get to that question, I want to read you this quote. Okay. Is that okay? This is from Father Richard McBrien, who I wrote, I think he wrote the book Catholicism. So he's literally wrote the book why did you say it that way (laughs) is it spelled differently wrote the book no no it's just the title of his book catholicism (laughs) oh okay i thought it was like a pun or something (laughs) yeah i did too because she said cut and it fell i'm like oh maybe it means something different no no (laughs) okay in print that would have been a really great joke (laughs) okay here's what he says we can define the kingdom of god as the redemptive presence of god This redemptive or saving presence of God can be found in everyday personal experiences. Whenever people love one another, forgive one another, bear one another's burdens, work to build up a just and peaceful community, wherever people are of humble heart, open to their creator and serving their neighbor, God's redemptive and liberating presence is being manifested. God's kingdom and loving rule is an operation there. So he's talking, we've talked about King, like the images we have of King. Mm. And he's talking about his understanding of what the kingdom is. Mm. Do you have a understanding of like what, what comes to mind when you talk about the kingdom of God? Is it a place? I I mean, I think I just see like artist redemptions of people sitting on clouds. (laughs) I don't know. Right. (laughs) Well, is it heaven? Heaven. Do you think it's heaven? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's mostly portrayed as heaven. Is that what you think of when you think of the kingdom? I don't really think about the kingdom of God. Okay. So, but so I think my default would be Kevin. Kevin. Kevin, I love Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. 
<laughs> heaven. But I think after reading this, it's it is here. Yeah. It's like something you can't see, but you can definitely feel. Yeah. Yeah. And you can like see the evidence of, right? Right. Mm. Um, this is another Advent um, theme that the kingdom has come, but it's not here yet. Like we're in this in-between time between the coming of the kingdom oh and the coming of the kingdom. So is the coming of the kingdom like an attitude adjustment for human beings? <laughs> like, is that like, that's when the kingdom will come? Like it would be. Like when we all get ourselves peace. together. Yeah, when we get our ish together. Yeah. Maybe. Because that's more exciting than what like, I previously what? thought of yeah. the kingdom right. of heaven. Yeah. Kingdom of God, I mean. Yeah, I'm not sure that we have a definitive answer, right? right? It's a mystery. Uh, right. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> Offer it up. Um, it all works out. But yes. I think it is. <laughs> long story short, happy ending. I think it is something that we can all sort of think about. It's a good sort of spiritual, mental exercise, right? To think about when we talk about thy kingdom come, right? We're saying, like, bring it. Mm. What are we? What do we mean when we're asking God? God's kingdom to come and it might be peace on earth it might be heaven it might be the second coming it might be the second coming okay um and people through the ages have had different visions of what that means of course mm. people living in kingdoms mm. probably have a pretty you know they're probably thinking oh, a better kingdom right right with a better king mm. or People who are can't relate to the idea of a king might think of, I don't know, something else, heaven or, right? Because I think we imagine heaven will be perfectness. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah. Like a uh, garden of Eve. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be that. It could be a, a return to the beginning for all we know. But with more people, <laughs> probably less snakes. Mm. Yes, Hopefully. please. I'm guessing... <laughs> That works for me. <laughs> well, this is, I guess this is more, I, I feel that this is then, if this is true, mm. that like it's, it's a, it can be hap it can happen on earth. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a, it's more, I feel like more attainable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and more work on us rather than a magical person in heaven. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that will. Ugh. And if anybody who's done group projects know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> but um that's mm. i guess that's that again never taught that yeah mm. you know i think that's actually a really cool analogy like well, the way you described going from sitting in lines and memorizing things to sitting in a circle and sharing faith mm. that's such a cool that to me is a beautiful visual for maybe what the kingdom is right where we move from being lorded over by mm. a teacher or forced mm. to yep. sort of ingest teachings to really living love with each other right well yeah. i'm i kind of want to sit in that image because that's that's very cool and it was there that your heart was set on fire right yeah because i really don't think i would have stuck with it because yeah. i literally ha hated it yeah yeah, yeah. it was not a comfortable time for me i always was just like oh my god yeah i think you know I think you have a lot of friends in that club. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I've not heard from many people, and I've talked to a lot of people about this, who have fond memories of CCD, oh. or who said, "My faith, lightning, heart yeah, on fire." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it is funny because as a church, we're just we're always, I think, trying to do our best. Mm -hmm. That's that's the optimistic <laughs> view of things. Yeah. But we can go so wrong, right? right? Because we, we get so lost wrong. in this, right? Yeah. We get lost in this. Well, this is what a king is. Mm. Well, the path is laid with the best intentions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Yep. So this kind of makes me excited for this feast. Does it? Yeah. Why? Because it's, it's, it's in a time frame where we are more, um, we are more caring towards people. Mm-hmm. Um, of donating stuff for Thanksgiving and yeah. donating things for oh, Christmas. Yeah. And yeah. Well, that's true. So, yeah, it is like a, it does make sense that it happens right before Christmas. Mm. Um, if you take the whole like second coming out of it type mm -hmm. of thing. But 
So that's kind of nice. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it was preached more. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. That would be good. Because he's kind of like an anti-king. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which, I mean, that's like in the anti-hero. Right, the anti-hero. Like, is come right. on. That's right. Yeah. Rather than like trying to de- change the definition, just yeah. change the word and it'd be easier to understand. Yeah. So he would be like the anti-king of the universe. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I see what Pius the 11th was doing. Uh, I don't think Pius was. <laughs> I don't know if Pius is the hero here. Oh, is he the anti-hero? Mm. I, I feel like he was sort of an accidental agent of the oh, situation. Okay. So Diana Butler Bass, who I just read you her whole diary, <laughs> yeah. uh, she thinks this feast should be taken out of the calendar altogether. Really? Yeah, she thinks we've lost the plot. Gotcha. And the longer we try to talk about Jesus as king without acknowledging that he is the anti-king, mm. king, right? Uh, the more we, the more we implant that wrong story. I get that. That makes sense. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Should we protest this feast? No, I just, I just, uh, I think we just need to preach on it differently. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it might. The beginnings might have been. Not what it meant, but I mean, it doesn't mean that it has to change. You can just change the wording. We'll co-opt yeah. it, right? Yeah. We'll yeah. Take... What does Pope Francis think of this? <laughs> That's a good question. I'd I probably didn't look. side with him. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Like, I and think... he would be the one that would do it Yeah. if anything would get be done. True. Mm-hmm. True. But yeah, yeah I think, we, I think it, it would be healthy to stop calling Christ king mm-hmm. and What's... stop calling him the anti-king. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, they throw around the Antichrist like left and right, like whoever is. That's true. That's true. They Thank throw you. that word around like it's nobody. Yeah. Is there another analogy that we should start using instead? Influencer. Influencer. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Kindness is like the best thing ever. I'm going to show you how I do kindness. Yeah. No, uh, I, that's uh, funny. I don't know. So. Okay, it's not answering your question, but you said Lord and Savior is is lower than King. No, it was a political name they called Caesar. Oh, okay, okay. They were like took it. They yeah co opted it. Gotcha. Okay, sorry, that was a side note, but but I don't think I don't know. I worked with a priest once who said he he thought every door to every church should have a sign on it that says servant entrance only. Well. I like that. Isn't that good? Yeah. That's actually kind of nice. Yeah. I love that. Kind of helped to get yourself in perspective. Right. As you walk right. in the door. Right. right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean like the servant. Mm-hmm. Jesus the servant. Yeah. Because I think uh, that translating Jesus as king, some people like if they're very, they feel like they're very christian or very holy they're mm-hmm. like the lord of over other people yes you know um Amen. like i always never i never understand like when you think you're very holy you can use that for judgment because nowhere does <laughs> jesus ever say and now these should be the judge of everyone right, yeah. right. you know yeah it's like that's not he doesn't preach literally that not mm-hmm. but people i think they feel like with their they feel themselves to be very holy that they can lord it over people right yeah. this is the the story of the pharisees right yeah they're like i've checked off all the boxes yeah so i'm doing it right yeah so i'm good yeah <laughs> i love this i love this sort of anti-message uh, before we take our second break, mm-hmm. I have one more question for you all. And this is probably mostly for Stephen to ask because he's been here every week. Although mm-hmm. you, you probably you can you can probably answer too. Mm-hmm. Here we go from the Gospel of Mark to the Gospel of Luke. We spent a lot of time with Mark for the past year. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you have any like Mark takeaways. No. No. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Stephen. Mark takeaways. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if this is just on Mark, but it's Christianity is really about people mm. and serving people. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't want to say less than God, but maybe that's what I was perceived, like only talked about. And so Mark has really helped to... Show, showcase the real Christianity. Mm-hmm. Love God and then love your neighbor equally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that 
I mean, that's, that's kind of my takeaway. But yeah. Luke could probably do the same thing. It would mm-hmm. be interesting to see the comparison, though. Yeah. I Mark is my favorite, so I'm sorry mm. to see Mark go. No. And some of the the features of this gospel that I have really loved are sort of the humor of it. I love that the disciples in Mark are just utter boneheads. Yeah, I did appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I just love that. And I love how we talk about John being this all this symbolic sort of poetic imagery. Yeah. And I think Mark has a lot of that too. He's really speaking in code to people. And I I just love how Mark is so quick. It's only 16 chapters. But the longer you stay in Mark, the deeper you look, the more you can see. And I, I'm going to miss Mark. We'll see him, see him again in three years. Yeah, I guess so. But Luke, you know, spoiler alert, has a lot to say about hospitality and oh, a lot okay. to say about generosity. Mm-hmm. So we'll be seeing some of that as Luke comes mm-hmm. up. Uh, should we take another break here yeah, from Father see, Murray? Yeah, see what Father's going As we gather to celebrate the last Sunday of the year, the feast that we've been given to uh, celebrate and to honor our Lord and Savior Jesus is the Feast of Christ the King. Uh, and it's just so remarkably different. Here we are standing in front of the Customs House, which is a place where people from all over the world came in the early part of the country to bring all their uh, all the goods and all the people that came here, and particularly the goods that were uh, <coughs> taxed and uh, accounted for and paid for and all of it to, to help to, to help to build up the country. Uh, when we think about kings and queens and uh, big uh, company, big countries like this, one of the things that we think about is all the stuff they had, and that's so different than what Jesus had. And we also think a little bit about all the uh, the grandeur and the, the the wealth and the luxury, and that's not what Jesus had. And yet we call him king of a king of lord and savior king of the world and so our notion of jesus as lord and savior as king of the world has to be a little different jesus is the one who uh, reigns not from a a a beautiful comfortable throne but rather from uh, the cross jesus is the one is the king who who says not come to me to bring me all of your riches and your bounty, but rather come to me with your sinfulness and your woundedness and I will heal you. And then gather around me as your king to continue to be people who also look out and bring healing to those who are wounded around us, who bring the message of God's love to all those who are around us. That's the royalty of Jesus. We say when we're baptized that we are priest, prophet, and king, and or queen, according to your gender. But we are kings when we lead people. That's what Jesus did. When we think about Jesus as a king, we think of him as a leader, one who led all of us to understand the great love of God the Father for each one of us. We think of the Jesus who led the apostles and the disciples to a deeper understanding of how much God needs us to be his disciples in the world, to bring his love into the world. That's our king. And then we, in turn, are given an opportunity to share in his kingship by leading others, bringing others to understand the great love of God the Father through the Son and through the gift of the Holy Spirit. As we continue to celebrate this day and as we draw our our liturgical year to a conclusion, I hope that all of us might be able to say, I do know that Jesus is my King. I do know that He's led me to God the Father. I do know that God loves me beyond all telling. And now I need to go out and tell someone that that same story, the story of Jesus leading me to God, the story of Jesus healing me, the story of Jesus sending me out to bring others to the Lord also. May God bless you in this day. (laughs) And we're back. Takeaways. What are your thoughts from this Feast of Christ the King? Will you be protesting outside the church this Sunday? Will we see you there with... I wouldn't protest, but maybe we can make a sign. Let's let's do anti 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 king anti king. Yeah, but no, I don't think it needs to be protested. But I get it. I yeah. understand why the 
she might the person you Diana did, Butler yeah she was Drink. like you know you, we don't need to have it and like I, I can understand where she's coming from yeah but you just have to change the way that we talk about it I yep. think more than get rid of it yeah right yeah it's a great teaching opportunity right like don't you learn this is this is gonna hopefully stick with you yeah right mm -hmm. every yeah. time you hear Christ the king you're gonna be like mm, mm, mm. I can't wait to talk about this um with the kids at Children, when, children's stories. liturgy yeah. yeah ask like what do they think a king is and yeah all that stuff so yeah it's good i like it's it's taking man mm -hmm. mistakes possibly debatable and you know letting the spirit grow and be able to to foster something beautiful yeah so yeah i'm not i'm not and i'm not take it away i'm like let's just rebrand it let's teach yeah. it right yeah mm -hmm. new yeah. hashtag and everything there we go hashtag anti-king yeah He's my anti-king. Oh. I'm with. My I'm with it. <laughs> okay, we'll workshop that. We'll do soccer banners. <laughs> <laughs> so what is, I don't understand what soccer banner is. Oh, soccer banners are like little bit like shorter scarves. Oh. And they have the name, they have the name of the soccer. And yeah. you, go, you, you literally hold it like oh, this. Oh, okay. And you can swing it, but you're like, ah, yeah. Oh, okay. Ted Lasso, you didn't see any soccer? I, I guess I didn't know there was a name for it. I don't know if that's... I would have called it Scarf. That's a soccer, so football, <laughs> something. I'll get the real name in the, in the get notes. Get back to it. Yeah, yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, the show notes. <laughs> uh, thank you mm. for being here today, Shane. We love having you at our kitchen table. Thanks for having me. We're sorry we did not hydrate you at all. Right. It's okay. Or even bring snacks. I feel like we can... We'll do better. I propose next eating. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Today. We, should, we could do spaghetti. We, could, we should lean in to yeah, this whole yeah, kitchen yeah. table thing. Yeah. We'll have, have napkins. on the table. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Someone to come and refill our water glass. Okay. We're going to work on this in the new year. That'll be in the new year, which is in two weeks. Right. If you're a churchgoer. That's right. Uh, those of you who are listening or who are watching, we want to invite you to come further. Come deeper in with us. Now is a great time for your New Year's resolution. Yeah. Uh, check out Mass in person at our parish. We love people who come from everywhere. Mm -hmm. We love to consider ourselves a parish uh, all over the all over the world. So we invite you to come and try out our parish. Come visit us in person. Check out our website. Mm -hmm. Anything else we should tell people about? No, but we're making a big deal for New Year's. We're for the new years of the That's school right. of the church year so we're really focusing on families and generosity and yeah so it is a perfect time to come to visit mqa sunday yeah mqa on sunday there you go we hope you will we hope we'll see you if you come introduce yourself yeah. to us we'll give you an autograph or something yeah, you, you can, can have a you selfie can be with one us fan that comes up <laughs> <to us. laughs> yep and we uh we thank you so much for listening for viewing for joining us we'll see you next week MQA Sunday is brought to you by Mary Queen of the Apostles Parish, located in the historic city of Salem, Massachusetts. Your hosts are Margo Morin, Pastor Associate, and Seaman Antonio, the Director of Family Engagement. The show is recorded in Salem, Massachusetts and edited by the staff of MQOA. The beta lesson is written by Margo Morin. Find out more about Mary Queen of the Apostles Parish on our website, mqoa.org.